three, two. And we're back! Yeah! And it's all three of us today. Uh, this is the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and the other Hi. gentlemen are... Adam and Rob. Yes! <laughs> you know I'm going to put, like, Echo behind you guys' name when... <laughs> when like, Adam, Adam, Rob, Rob. Well, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And you should be feeling that well because, you know, you're with us again. That's good. Yeah. Uh, no, really, why? Well, because uh, I'm so pretty. Nice. You uh, know who, you know who felt like, like the luckiest man on the face of the earth for the last few days? Who? You asshole. What? I know. I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> why, yes. why did you feel lucky? What do you mean, why did I feel lucky? What did you win? I won a baby. Oh. Better than that, you want a baby who sleeps. Yes, yes. You know I, what? You should, you, whenever you, you should, when you start talking to other parents, because, you know, once you become a parent, that happens. You just start, like, having parenting conversations with other parents. Right. And, and you should drop, parents. whenever they ask you about your baby, you should just be like, oh, it's awesome. He sleeps so much. Like, we're very <laughs> well rested. Uh, he doesn't cry. When uh when he needs to feed, he feeds. Well, you he, know what's going to happen. Uh, he gives us a warning that. before he shits himself. Right. He he, if if, if he does that, the other parents are going to go, "Oh, he doesn't cry. He must have this disease. Oh, right. he doesn't do this. He's going to yeah, do. Gonna oh, be, he must like, be. Oh my God, he's sick. Oh, he must have narcolepsy and, and have a bile <laughs> problem. He has gastroenteritis because he shits all the time. <laughs> and then you just respond with, or maybe he's just better than your babies. Yeah, yeah he's just better than yours. I was just tell no, them that you, you know, you, you and Caitlin, I gave birth to a beautiful, uh, uh, like, twenty-five-year-old boy who uh, <laughs> is already in college, uh, and you don't have to provide anything. Because they say Caitlin's vagina will never be repaired. Right, it's just destroyed. She, 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 she actually has like a motor scooter that comes out of it now when she needs to move. <laughs> Grease lightning. Uh, but uh, yes, so my baby. Uh, Wayne the third, or whatever you think you're gonna call it. I'm still uh, on Way J. I don't know. I don't like Way J. I know. I I mean, it, it, Actually, you know cool what? Name? I came up with a new name. Okay, give me here the new one. Because I keep seeing the pictures that Caitlin's posting. I'm gonna start calling him Little Charlie Xavier. I knew you were gonna say you were gonna call him. <laughs> <laughs> Every picture he's got his hands up by his temple like he's using telepathy, yeah. and yeah. he looks like a little bald. <laughs> Like well, not a little bald, like his Professor X's ball, but like a little miniature version of Charlie Xavier. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, man, I, I you know I've already done this, but I've done the show yet. But uh, I want to uh, thank both of y'all for doing that little thing y'all did the other oh. day. It was really cool. It was awesome. I appreciate it. Caitlin really liked it. Um, even even though she said that you know I, I didn't pass on the selfish gene. <laughs> <laughs> what she did? No, 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 no. She's just saying she thought it was funny. She's like, "Yeah, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's got your selfish gene yet." I said, "Yeah, I don't think so either." Uh, does he? But, does he have your Billy Jean? He does. He does. Ooh, Still I, got a better, I got. A, I got a better name. You guys should have named him this. What? Wayne, because because of the same reason you said Adam, because of the hands and the way he looks, you know, in the pictures and stuff. Wayne Edgar Casey Barris. Edgar Casey. Yeah, I don't get that at all. You don't know who Edgar Casey is? No. The father of mentalism and and spiritualism. The the guy. Oh, that Edgar Casey. What the oh. fuck are you talking about? Come what? on, man. <laughs> I think I thought that was awesome, dude. I was like, wow, that's deep. Ready? He's gonna say, 
You guys need to read a book. <laughs> you really do need to read a book. No, the problem is you watch too much History Channel. I do love the History Channel. Yeah, you guys do don't know Eustace you, James, the 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 godmother of of monkey insemination. <laughs> God, read a book. Uh, but. No well, congratulations. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. And like, seriously, like, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's something I'm, you, it, it, the feeling is just something you, you can't express. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. You, you can express it. It's called love. No, man. It's, it's, it's beyond that. Like, seriously, like the moment, the moment that kid came out and was put on Caitlyn's chest. I just broke down, dude. It was just unreal. Like that much. How how was she doing with it? I mean, how did she handle it? She dude, she handled the the actual, you know, labor fucking incredible. Like it was I, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> no, I imagine you couldn't. Just physiologically you could. I was a woman. I don't think Okay, I could. well, I mean, you are, but you still couldn't do it. Fucking well, you do cry like a woman. <laughs> I got a baby. No, man, but she she really is a she fucking dude. It was a, man, she's I mean, amazing. She's amazing. You, you got a good one right there. I tell you what, because she is she's pretty awesome. Like we went in at um, I want to say we got to the hospital around four thirty in the morning because mm-hmm. uh, she was hurting pretty bad, and um, so they have to check them to make sure they're dilated. Did you give her the liquor? No. Damn it. I'm not going to get her drunk, Rob. You're supposed to give her the liquor. Um, this is not <laughs> the fucking cowboy I saw It has to be true. I saw it on Quantum Leap. You <sighs> give her the liquor, it wow. postpones the labor pains. Wow. Anyway. And according uh, so to me about you, if you play with her nipples, it speeds it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that, like I said, around 5 o'clock. Um, and the bad thing about it is that if, if she wasn't, Oh, further enough along, they were just told us to go home. And Caitlin was like, I ain't going fucking home. We're going to go sit in the waiting room until this happens. <laughs> so, but luckily it was time, you know, so I had, that's when I notified pretty much everybody that we were getting put into the, the delivery room. Uh, we went in there and, um, I guess my question for you is what did, besides the moral support, I mean, I, I, I'm curious. You're putting everybody does it differently. I, I've right. talked to a lot of different fathers now that that have done this, and every story is different. What did you do? What she is I? she's in bed. She's getting ready to. I mean, they're starting to prep for the baby coming. They're doing all the prep. Everybody's coming in the room. There's way too many strangers looking at her junk. You know, things are happening. What? What did you do? I mean, what was your state of mind? Like, what? Like, are you trying to do something? Are you? Like, yeah, well, you, do? you know, do I go boil water? Do I go eat a mix? <laughs> what am I well, doing? The problem, the problem with it is, is at that moment you feel helpless because there's really nothing you can do because there's like 45 people in the room. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's and, and and it's like you want to help, you want to do something, you want to, you know, but all you can do is basically sit next to her or stand. Oh, well, we are standing, so stand next to her and. Tell her she's doing a good job and it's okay. And so you you were basically in moral support mode, right? And deep down inside, you know that it's all on her at this point. It's not okay. It hurts like a motherfucker, right? And you know that this is all on her right now, right? And 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 it's, this is the biggest moment in her life at that second. And it's the most unreal thing. 
I'm sure that's it did. when you started yelling, "Man up!" <laughs> You'll rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. I had, I had a friend of mine um, who uh, was telling me about his experience, and it was a little similar to yours. It was uh, they were in the uh, in the delivery room, and they they get in there and they put her in in the bed, and and things are happening, and they're tending up the blankets, you know, and stuff like that, right. and everything, and. Uh, there's a doctor there, and there's like three nurses in and out, in and out, in and out. He said, then all of a sudden, he said, and I'm, 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 he says, you know, I was in my own head, so I, I know what's going on, but I'm trying to process things an hour from now, five hours from now. What do I need to do when we get home? You know, what do I need to do? What do I need to go get something? He was in that process, and then he noticed, he looked up, and he said, all of a sudden, it's like the doctor left and asked everybody in the waiting room to go put on scrubs. Come in and stare at his wife's vagina. Yeah, pretty much. And then leave. Yeah, like, like, like the weird thing, the, the really weird thing about it was, at first there was one, two, three, there was three nurses, and then the one, um, I guess, nurse practitioner, doctor, whatever he is, and, okay. uh, this is probably a doctor, you know, there was, there was two doctors in there. And they all stood around and started taking bets on if it would be black or not. No, no, but the weird thing was, is like, those two guys were, well, it started out with the three, the three nurses and the one dude, okay, which is fine, mm -hmm. and I thought that's what, that was what it was gonna be, you know, I was like, okay, cool, you know, we're, we're in here, to, we're getting to know all these people, it's fine, you know, no big deal, things are starting to, you know, occur, and then this next nurse brings in a tray, another, completely different person, she brings in a big tray full of instruments and stuff, it's and nice. then all four of them leave. And they say, don't touch the blue. I'm like, I'm, I know, it's cool. I'm good. I know not to touch that. And then, um, so they wait about 20 minutes. They come back in, make sure she's fully ready. And when she was ready, then that's when they, you know, the, basically, like, hey, let's set it up. We're going to start the push. What you're going to do is you're going to, you know, she went through the whole, you know, explanation of what she has to do. And, um, so they position her and they get her all ready. And it's just those three. I mean, those four. And then the doors started knocking. So as she's pushing, people are coming like like it's a damn uh, I don't know like a show, you know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and then it's pretty good. Like, you need a coffee? I'm gonna go yeah, out for a sandwich. We're just standing behind each other and lining up. I'm like, God damn, how many people do we need for this? And it's like they just keep. By the time it was over, there had to be at least ten people in that room, and. I was like, what the fuck? And they, <laughs> and they were all funny. staring at Caitlin's vagina. This Pretty much. Funny. He was. He said, he goes, the same thing. He's like, everybody came in and they were staring and they're looking. He's like, who are these people? Why are they in here? That's exactly what I was thinking. And, and he's saying this to himself, but he's trying to smile at her because she's like, everything's good, right? Because she can't really see. She's not focusing on the people. She's yeah. focusing on what she needs to do. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, everything's great. And then at that moment, he all he could think of is... You know, everybody's making a comment like, okay, that looks good. Everything's good here. Good, good. Okay, that's great. And they leave. He was just waiting for somebody to go, is it supposed to look like that? <laughs> See, if it, if it was me, I would have turned all those people and said, if you think there's a lot of people here for the birth, you should have been there for the conception. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, and, and what was, what was bizarre is like, as, you know, as she was pushing, we, we were actually in, uh, full labor, like full labor at, it probably actually only took maybe 25 minutes. Wow, really? Yes, it was well, She fast. wanted that out, didn't she? Yeah. So the crazy thing was we were there, you know, doing our thing, and then um, she had, as soon as she went into full labor, 
her, like as soon as they put her in the stirrups and got her ready, she closed her eyes. She had her eyes closed the entire time. So she didn't see all these people in the room till after the baby was out. I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to know that many people either. And, and she's like, like, you feel like you have to send a thank you note to all of them. Just like all these damn people in this room. I said, yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, she said all she could hear was the doctor go, Oh wow, look at the hair. You want to come see the hair? And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I went around and he's like, open and look, look, there he's your son. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. And I pull him out. Cause I mean, you could see that you could see him crowning. You know what I mean? Like the, oh, just, did, you, did you help with that? No, I just. Oh, had, I thought I thought maybe you got to actually help with the 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 yank process. No, no, I I was. I was <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just refer to the miracle of childbirth as the yank? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Uh, but no, I was. I got to see that. I actually got to see him completely come out, which was fucking incredible. Wow. And then um, I got to cut the cord, of course, which was really cool too. There's so many things in life you get to cut: cake, the cheese, the cord. It's amazing what you can cut in your life. Yeah, but cutting that. Cord- yeah, yeah, we caught the middle one, Rob. Just so yeah. you know, it, yeah. it did not go unnoticed. <laughs> yeah, we heard it. <laughs> just ignoring it. <laughs> but it, it is probably <laughs> the most that. <laughs> wow. <You> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you thought that was funny, Rob. <laughs> What an asshole! I know, right? I know. Anyway, anyway, yeah, it was it was an amazing event, man, and I'm I'm just happy that everybody was healthy and fine after all this. And I am too. I'm, I'm glad it's, it's a, a it's a healthy she's, baby boy. She's a little sore still, you know. Of course, I'm sure. Yeah, man, oh. that's that's amazing. I mean, that really is amazing. I've I've delivered not like it's in the same realm, but I I used to do <laughs> I delivered uh, cattle. I've delivered yeah, I've done you know, animals and stuff. Cattle. You have too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's amazing. You know, yeah, it is. And, and but just, when it's when it's your and your offspring, I'm sure that is the most amazing thing to witness in your life. It is, man, and uh, yeah. I yeah. hope you have many, many, many more amazing moments like that. Not yeah, me too. particularly I, I like that. I thought he was going to say children. Not not particularly like that because that'd be many, weird. many, just, many, 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 many more children. I, you know, you just don't want to show up in people's birth and go, "Oh, look, someone else's." You know, you don't, Sweet, want to do that, you don't need a hand. <laughs> you don't want to show up in a childbirth sounding like a leprechaun. Yeah. Hello, yeah. everybody. Hello. Um, I'm a entertainment elf. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a bagora. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing, man. That's and, uh, that's, that's going to be our new career. We're going to give up podcasting. We're going to. Huh? Get clown uniforms and just randomly show up in maternity wards trying to entertain the mother. Clown <laughs> <laughs> People are terrified of clowns. How awful would that be? Well, it might scare the baby out. <laughs> I scared her so much his baby came out. Oh man. Oh, anyway, yeah. It's, so other than that, everything good. Wait, or uh, Adam, how about you? Any babies? <laughs> um. I mean, I kidnapped a few, but... Well, there you go. Well, there's something. Are you still keeping them in cold storage, or are they out free? Uh, no, I sold them to the black market. Oh, okay. I mean, literally, there's a market for black people where they... Well, that's nice. You know, no. They, they, like, they like having white babies because they can use them as elves on a shelf. Oh, neat. <laughs> neat. There are black elves on a shelf, by the way. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, that's a myth. No, I have one. <laughs> no, that's actually not. I have a really racist response to that. I'm going to leave... <laughs> To leave alone. That, that is, is a milf. Uh, a milf. I just said a milf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a myth. <laughs> it's a milf. An elf. I'd like to fuck. 
Oh man. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Wayne, you actually mentioned lupus on the last episode. I did. I did. And, uh, it reminded me, like, this is a very quick story. Oh, and this, this sort of ties in. Uh, I realized this morning at like five in the morning, uh, I was listening to Kevin Smith say something on a show. And, uh, you know, everyone always says I tell like long stories. And I realized as I was listening to him, I was like, I do tell long stories. And you know why, how, why I can tell? Because I don't have a single story that doesn't either, uh, include either the beginning or the middle, a second story. <laughs> <laughs> That's only tangentially related. <laughs> but um but no, I have a lupus story. Oh that's awful. Nice, nice, okay. Because I think y'all were talking about Natalie Cole died of lupus. Yeah, we think it was uh, yeah, I think Wayne said something right. about lupus. Uh so uh in this uh, August of two thousand three I went to Arizona, specifically Phoenix to visit with um a girl that I knew from the Disney College program and her you name's were trying Jean. to hit that, weren't you? What? You were trying to hit that? No. Um Josh down. Josh was into her at the time it would have been I she's she's attractive. I, I do find her physically attractive. She, she and I probably aren't personally uh compatible. But uh yeah I'd fuck her. Um hey, I was just making sure. But hey I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, like cock block a buddy. Right, right, bros for hoes, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, nice. Um, but, uh, but I went out to visit her and I'd never been to Phoenix before, you know, and, uh, and there ended up being like all kinds of weirdness where she thought she was off for that week and then she wasn't. So I ended up like her aunt took me a few places. You hit that though. I'm sure she did. No, no, um, <laughs> Me and Rob both went to the same place, man. That was great. <laughs> now, it's a funny joke, but no, if you knew this woman, no, she she hated my guts. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they still do. Uh, actually, no, the uncle died. Oh. But so they still killed. Anyway, uh, so she one of the first days she asked, the aunt asked me, like, so where do you want to go? And, uh, I was like, well, I mean, I'm from, I'm from the south. Like, we don't, we don't have mountains. I'd, I'd love to go, like, go to, go on one of those mountains. And uh, she's like, awesome. So we get in her pickup truck, like an old Toyota Tacoma. Sounds like you're getting ready to tell us a story like uh, Brokeback Mountain up in this motherfucker. She didn't have a penis. That's nice. That that, that solidifies the penis. That's a plus. So anyway, so so the way these mountains work is, you know, obviously obviously there's different types of mountains. Um, But They're, they're not, you know. Yeah, some are bigger than the others, we know. Right. So some mountains, like, that people car pass and put up, like, uh, fencing and stuff like that so people can, you know, drive. They basically become roads. Uh, other mountains are just mountains that people occasionally drive up. So these mountains out in Phoenix, uh, nobody, like, like, there was a sort of a road that you could drive, but it wasn't like it was paved. Um, and, uh, actually, it might have actually been paved, but there was no, there was no railing. Along the side. Also, there weren't two lanes. There was just two the lanes. one path up. Uh, the one path up. That also was the same path down. Uh, to which, as we got on it, I was like, "So, w- w- what do we do if somebody's coming down as we're going up?" And she said, uh, no. "Be very careful." 
Oh. So, uh, so, uh, we're about halfway up and I'm in the passenger side looking down at basically my own death. Half a job. And, uh, <laughs> all right, man. Now you're just making it weird. Sorry, man. You said you were halfway up, dude. I'm just giving it to you. No, I'm not giving uh, it to you. That's not bad, too. Yeah. So I'm looking down and it's, you know, like it's, it's, it's a quarter mile down. It's, and it's just straight down. I'm afraid of heights. So as we're driving, uh, she says, by the way, and I look over and she looks me in the eye and says, uh, I should probably tell you, I have lupus. <laughs> and then you say, sweet, I have AIDS. No, I just started trying to like figure, I was like, what the fuck is lupus? Like, wait, is, is that like a, I was like, is that, is that like, does she have seizures? Like, what the fuck? Is that, is that the name of your retarded child? I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh, uh, no Well, it so just like that, thing that happened. That's, uh, that's, that's just, a weird statement to say to somebody while you're driving up a mountain. Yeah, I, I feel like there's only situations where it's not I mean, weird to turn to someone and say, by the way, I should probably tell you I have lupus. Did, now, this was a, uh, uh, the aunt, did you say, yes. of someone you were dating? No, no, no. This is a, 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 the aunt of a friend. She she lived with her aunt. Then uh, why why was it pertinent for her to tell you? I think she was trying to convey that she had just taken her medication and that she probably shouldn't be driving. Well, that probably would have been a better statement than throwing out, you know, I have – I mean, to me, that, that makes no difference than saying, you know, by the way, I should probably tell you I'm prone to whooping cough. Right. It sounds kind of weird. I mean, it makes no sense. Like, mm, okay, well, then – Well, know, apparently we'll... I can't tell a story. I'm sorry. All right. Well, uh, you know, well, I find it cute that you think there's different types not, of mouths. It wasn't your story that was bad. It was the fact that uh, that was the weirdest fucking – like Statement. moment to tell you, hey. By the way, I have a, a did, 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 did update, urgent alert to announce. Oh shit! Okay. What, what? And and correction on Natalie Cole's death. Oh okay, what is it? She was diagnosed with hepatitis C and died uh, a disease of the liver, and actually died of congenitive heart failure. Jesus. So she had a bunch of shit wrong with her. Yeah, there's a lot going on with that lady internally. So just wanted to let you know, it was not lupus. It was uh, hep C, liver disease, and she actually died of congenital heart failure. Failure. All so, right. Well, you know, when I first people. heard that she died, my first thought was, so is does she have like a son or a daughter who's going to film a video now of him or her singing to his mother and grand grandfather? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Possible. Yeah, really? I mean, let's be honest. That's all she was known for was that one video where she sang along with her dead father. But it was a great song. It is a great song. But it was it's a great song, song just just with Nat King Cole singing by himself. It was it was really just her cashing in on her father's fame. Well, of course. Oh, that was the 80s. Which isn't to say that and that's the weird thing about her. She did have an amazing voice. You just yeah. You never heard her do anything else. Uh, I'm sure she had other things, but she uh, had yeah. a lot of albums. She did a lot. Um, uh, nothing, I, I nothing she, well known though. Oh yeah, man, she had a huge, especially in the '80s, dude. She she had a huge career when it came to music. She was well she, she known was like in the, the middle. Of she was the female uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, she she kind of looked she, like Lionel Richie. 
Yeah, she was like Lionel Richie, but a woman. <laughs> she in no way, shape, or form looked like Lionel Richie. <laughs> um, she so sang she songs like, like uh, This Will Be, uh, Miss You Like Crazy, Miss You Like Crazy, uh, Pink Cadillac. Oh, I do remember. Wait, no, Pink Cadillac was the Pointer Sisters. Actually, Natalie Cole wrote that, and she actually wrote that song. She performed it first. Really? I'll take your word for it. Irresistible. You you were 40 when that came out, so. Yeah, Wayne was about 40. I was, uh, I think I was uh, seven. Um, 40? Paper Moon. Uh, She did a lot of, anyway, big, big career, a lot of songs, a lot of ballads. She was a big balladeer, so. You know, and it's, she wasn't for everybody, uh, you know. I mean, that's not what I hear, but, you know, she wasn't for everybody. <laughs> thank, thank, thank God you're not giving her uh Hold on. Hold on. We got some weird shit going on here. I hear that. What is that? Is that an electronic dreidel? I don't know what that was. Let's see. Hold on. Where did... What actually was that? Dude. Dude. That was, um... Uh... The fucking audacity causing trouble. All right, so well, I'm recording, so let's just keep going. All right, let's just keep it going. Ho- hopefully, it's recording properly because we didn't test it, but it says it's recording. So, all right. All right. Um, yeah, poor Nat King Cole's daughter. Yeah. Right. So, oh, fuck her. She she lived a good life. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. That. that um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Me and Rum, me and Rum were singing uh, "Welcome Back, Carter." Uh, Arcata, Mr. Carter. Yeah, uh, Welcome Back Carter was a movie. Yeah, no, that's Mr. That, Carter. That was, get, that was Get Carter. Oh, you're 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 right, Rom. It is it is it is, it is Get Carter. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if you took uh, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> from Get Carter and put him in Welcome Back Carter? That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. Hey who, there, Mr. Carter. Yeah, who would play Horshack and and all them? He would. Oh, I thought he was playing Carter. No, 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 no. He needs Not to play Horshack. No, no, no. He can't be a Horshack. All right, so anyway, so Zach was Afron plays Horshack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay, well, um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Was it Three's Enough or... Not Three's eight, Company. Eight is Enough. Eight is Enough. No, there I'm was... I'm not familiar enough. with it, but I do know what it is. No, no, that, that, no, no, there was another show. I think it was called <laughs> Three is Enough. There's no Three is Enough. Or something along those. What was the show with the uh, with uh, Valley Bertinelli? Oh, you're thinking of uh, One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. Yes. Well, the guy who played Schneider died today. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like 82. Freaking time. Yeah. (laughs) Was really rum? Is that another person? Oh, the rum has a grudge match against fucking Schneider from. (laughs) (laughs) That that dude was that dude was a miserable person. What the fuck? How do you know this dude? He had family in Lindora. Person on Earth, I love you. And why does we even like you? Do you want to know or not? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. He had he had family in Lindora, Pennsylvania. He had a death Snyder for one day at a time. <laughs> family in Lindora, uh, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. which it, Lindora is kind of like a, uh, like a, a, a when I say an, uh, a mixed ethnic community, I mean you had Serbians, Russians, Italians, 
um, mm-hmm. Lebanese. You had all, but they all had their own little like part of the hill. You know, right, right, all right. Communities all up on top of this hill. Well, they used to do a uh, what we called ethnic days back then, uh, and all these different groups. Just something very different during slavery times. Uh, yeah, like, was good five six hundred years ago at least, right? When, um, yep. You <laughs> were like ten. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> oh. call they, they would do ethnic days. So what it, basically what it was was every little community did entertainment of some sort. They'd have music, they cooked their favorite foods, and then they would set up food tables like food booths. And you could go and try the different uh, food from these different ethnic backgrounds, which was very, very cool. We all, always enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite things because I got to eat. It was so, it was so freaking cool. And, the, of course, every community had their own church up on the hill. So all these different churches helped. You know, They were all representing. So it was a big community affair. Anyway, uh, Schneider uh, was there with his family. What? what? I said, what a Actually, dick. Cole wrote that. What are you doing? You you testing audacity right now? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, because I just heard my voice over it. No, because it just said what I said about five six minutes ago. It just said no, Natalie Cole wrote that. Really? I yeah. I, I didn't hear. Oh, that. I did. I heard that too. I thought I thought you said that again, Rom. No, no, that was on on. <laughs> oh on, really? Oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Oh That's no, I I thought. Oh okay. Anyway, back on, to the story. Ethnic day, Lindora. Uh, so anyway, Schneider, the guy that played Schneider, I can't remember his name now. He said wrote that. What and the I, fuck? See, I heard it that time. See, we're having some technical difficulties on our end, but it's making for a really good show. <laughs> okay, we're gonna on three, two. Keep going. Keep, going again. Man. Keep getting your story. All right. Uh, so uh, he was there, um, and he was, you know, the community was making a big deal because he's like the actor, right? He had this huge career or whatever, right? He did. I, only, I only knew him from that. I don't know him from anything else. I know he's been in a ton of things. Like he's played like cops and all kind of other shit. I've seen him in. Okay, so so I'm there and I'm going to the the church's food table. They have like a bake sale thing going on, right? So I'm standing at the table. I'm a kid, you know. I'm like I'm like six or seven, you know. Standing there, it's like all this baked goods. So you're like, oh my god, this has got to be good. I I got to have something. So I had my 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 my, my I had like two dollars. My dad gave me two dollars. Like this is all I got. This is all you can get. It's like okay, so I have my two dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this plate of cookies that they had. It was a it was a dollar fifty. I'm like I'm gonna buy this plate of cookies. Nice. So I'm there, and here comes Schneider, and he picks up the plate of cookies that I have my hand on. Like I'm holding right. the plate of cookies. He takes it out of my hand and walks away with it. I'm like I'm like so I go over to him, and I I'm like excuse me I'm excuse me. He's like. Kid, I'm not doing autographs right now. And I, I said, I want the cookies. You took them from my hand. He says, no, I didn't. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I'm looking at my mom, and I'm looking at the priest from the church. I'm like, he took my fuck. Oh, I didn't say fucking cookies, but I said, he took my cookies. <laughs> and then so mom puts his hand on his face and goes, I got you thinner. <laughs> and and so, so my mom, this my mom comes over and says, what's the problem? I said, he, Schneider took my cookies. And he, she was like, no, just let it go. We'll get you some more cookies. I'm like, yeah, that, those were my cookies. So it was a big deal. Anyway, he took cookies from me, so he's a dick. You know, Rom, I, I don't, I don't entirely blame you for for this this intense, uh, shall we say, homicidal hatred that you had for Schneider. Um, but you know, like when you're dealing with pain like this and, and rage, I think it's always best to take it one day at a time. Right, really? I knew that was coming. You had to be tied in. It had to be tied in. That's okay. You're welcome.
But anyway, that's my Schneider story. So he's dead. So we all rejoice. Maybe, maybe, and you know what, Schneider? There's no fucking cookies in heaven. (laughs) So, so many things wrong with that. Number one, it's, it's nice that as much as you hated him and as much as he was a cookie thief, you still think he's going to heaven. Yeah, I'm optimistic for him. (laughs) But I I already made Also, Schneider, Jewish, I don't think they believe in heaven. Whatever. Fuck him. Wait, actually, was he really? No, I think he, he was, I wasn't, wasn't his real name. was just a character he played. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know his national background. I just know he went over and took my damn cookies. Hey, hey, he was part of, uh, what did you say? Ethnic cleansing day? Not ethnic cleansing that, that day. That you guys go to every week? No, that, that, that was Nuremberg. That was completely different. Well, you know that Schneider. He could be a real Nazi about some things. <laughs> he did have a small mustache. Um, what else do we have to talk about, gentlemen? Oh man. Um We could talk about my bad day. Let's talk about your bad day. I actually was not gonna bring it up, but I'm was it, <laughs> Did you run into Schneider again? <laughs> no, I uh Adam, you ride bikes. Um you yes. know uh you're not a fan of people going over and fucking with your bike, right? Uh is apparently you didn't hear the story about BSI, oh. but go ahead. <laughs> okay, well anyway. No, I, I uh I've I've had a couple of incidents. Um, one actually at the house, and I think I told y'all about. It. I know. Yeah, Wayne I remember that one about someone moving uh, your bike for your brother. Yeah, yeah. It's not it like, like you like in the mud and shit. Unless somebody's about to die and your bike is blocking the way, it is unacceptable to touch someone's bike. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this story really quick. I'm walking up from downtown. I rode my bike the other day, or not today, yesterday. Um, so I'm walking back to the bike. Anyway, there's a a group of people from up north. There are a lot of them are from Chicago, Detroit, um, a bunch of um, people that were extremely angry and thought they needed to start bringing the uh, uh, angry Black Lives Matter protest thing to Savannah. Oh, yay. So <laughs> apparently they were doing their thing downtown, but I wasn't down that section of town. I was going to get on my bike and come home. That was my plan. So I get up, um, and I'm, I'm, I, I walk, I go up to move my bike. I was like, oh crap, I'm going to go over and get a, get something to eat real quick. So I take the bike, I move it to another parking spot. When I move into the parking spot, there's a parking spot in front of a parking lot. So I park it there and I get off and the guy, a couple guys at once, uh, the shirt says like, uh, sh- like Detroit, Chicago. He's got the D on the hat and everything. So apparently they're from Michigan or something. And then they have Black Lives Matter stuff on. I was like, whatever. I don't care. I'm just parking my bike. Get off. And as soon as I shut the bike off, uh, the dudes, uh, start giving me shit. Calling me, uh, fucking Southern Redneck. What the fuck are you, you know, you think you're better? I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're, they're just sitting in the middle of the fucking parking lot getting hammered off of whatever. I was like, whatever, dude. So I leave. I go get my sandwich. I'm like, all right, eat my sandwich. I'm walking back. Damned if I don't see the same two guys. One of them is bent down trying to let the air out of my tires. What? And I said, what the fuck are you doing? And the other guy, there's always one high, high voice, uh, tall, skinny guy who's got to make a big blow up about it. Like, oh, my God, he's talking to you. Dude gets up and said, what the fuck do you care? Motherfucker. He says, I could do what the fuck I want. Now, I'm with Black Lives Matter, motherfucker. I'm from Detroit. You know what we're fucking doing in Detroit, you fucking red, racist? You, you, you die in, in ditches because you're poor? Well, he just kept going off, and he's calling me a fucking redneck. He's calling. Me, I don't give a shit what he's calling. Me. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you're saying. What the fuck are you doing to my bike? Are you letting the air out of my fucking bike? He's like, fuck you. I can do what the fuck I want to do. 
What the hell? And th- then he looks at me and goes, you fucking racist pig. I hope you fucking crash and die. Wow, that's nice. So I say, get the fuck away from my bike. Get the fuck away from me. And so he he bows up in front of me. Well, his friend kind of backs up on the sidewalk, and he's just kind of the hype man at this point. So this guy is the flavor, flavor of the fight, right? Yeah, he's the flavor, flavor of the fight. He's standing there, and he's got a good foot on me. But, well, I'm going to say a foot, maybe eight inches taller than I am. He's a pretty decent-sized guy. So he decides this is a great opportunity. He's going to pull a box cutter, and he's going to flash a box cutter out of his pocket at me. So he opens the box cutter up. And you guys know um, a lot of people carry uh, chains on their wallets. Right. You know my chain on my wallet is kind of abnormally large. I don't have the normal chain on my wallet. I have a chain that you can tow a truck with. Right. When I see someone messing with the bike, the first thing I do is unclip my chain. That's what I do. That's why I carry a big-ass chain. It isn't fucking for looks. It isn't fucking because I think the added security and weight of the chain is going to protect it and secure it better to my belt loop. That's not why I carry a chain that big. So I have the chain already clipped off the back of my wallet. I have my hand on the uh, other clasp of the chain. Now, the, the chain's reach, I've got about, uh, it's about 18 inches long total on the chain. He flashes that box cutter at me. So I beat him with my chain. And I beat him, and I beat him until he's not moving. I get on my bike, I run over his hand, and I come home. And I go put air in my tires, and that was the end of my day. I was so fucking pissed off. But that was my day. So I'm still dealing with it today. All right. Well, that fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, and all I could think of is this dude was going to let the air out of my tire so much, hoping I was going to wreck. That's fine. Oh, up. so you're saying he wasn't planning on letting all the air out. He was just trying to make him get hurt. He was, he oh. was attempting to make me crash on my bike, is what he That's was doing. That's just so weird, dude. Well, you know, Rum's... And, and I, hate, Rum's I hate to point this out, but Rum's not black, so his life doesn't matter. That's this, true. This, this is true. No matter how much you think you really are, Rum, you really aren't black, so no, your life doesn't matter. No, I mean, uh, hey, that's that's the problem with these people. Like it, it, we, like culture, it's it's not it's not not just Black Lives Matter. That's just no, that's just like, an excuse for other people to make a problem. Uh, the the cause is fine. Their 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 tactics are a little askew. You know? Well, oh no, well no, that's not what I was saying. Because fuck their cause. No, I'm whatever. Sa- I'm saying. You know, most of these people don't really give a shit. Like, they don't really give a shit about black lives either. It's just no. an excuse to behave poorly exactly. and hurt other people. And guess what? That's why Detroit's like, that's why Detroit is the way it is. Well, all right. Like, people are going to call me out. Yes, obviously, the collapse of the car industry is the major reason why it is the way it is. But it's also just because of the type of people. And guess what? I'm not just talking about black people. Guess all what? People. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's just poor behavior i had i actually had uh an incident with black people today um that i i debated on bringing it up because i'm actually thinking about reporting it to my city council i went to the dump to go drop off some pallets yeah and uh i'm trying to condense this as much as possible but uh i got there about 8 45 and the thing said it opened at nine and for some reason they open up the left gate not the right gate and uh so I was in the right lane thinking that the the workers would come in through the left, you know, like need to come in. Sure. But I saw them you know come in through the exit and then uh the guy opens the gate and he gives me a little sign that says, you know, like his holds up his hope holds up his fingers uh don't come in till 9. So I'm like, okay, but then I pull in to in front of the opening cuz I don't want somebody 
getting in front of me. Right. The the woman who runs the thing was apparently behind me. She starts laying on the horn. Now I don't know who this woman is. I just know somebody's laying on the horn, and I'm like, the guy told me not to come until nine. So the guy sees her, and then just starts rudely like waving at me, like like get your ass in here. So I was like, all right, and I pull forward, and the woman comes in behind me and parks, and I'm sitting there. And the last time I was there, she had um she had come out to get you know everything. So I'm just following protocol. Sure. So I'm sitting there for a couple minutes. And she sticks her head out. It's 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 wet. It's it's raining and it's cold. Sure. So she sticks her head out and like gives me another like like he did like a rude like get you know what are you doing come in here. I was just right. like. I'm doing exactly what I did the last time, which you don't have a sign up, so right, you know. But you're you're fat, lazy, and and entitled, and uh, so you just don't want to get out into the rain, which I understand, but that's not really my fault, you know. Right. So I get out. She takes my license down, and I start driving. And the way it works is there's a little ramp that takes you above the uh, the garbage cans, mm-hmm. and uh, I only have one hit earphone in. Because uh, usually they direct you, but usually there's somebody up uh, up at the top of the ramp. Right. So I start pulling towards the ramp, and there's two guys who are uh, on the ground level underneath an overhang. And neither of them are moving. They appear to be talking, but they're not moving. And I heard one of them mumble something. I, I just kept going because he didn't indicate towards me. He just mumbled as I drove by. So he screams out, hey, and he starts waving at me and screaming at me. And uh, so I pulled to a stop, and he, he makes the sign, like, pull out your fucking earphones. And uh, so I, I – uh, it's it's not – it doesn't have power windows, so I had to, like, open the door. And I said, dude, the windows are up. Like, my, my earphones aren't on. You know, I can't hear you because the fucking like, – like, that's kind of common sense. Right. You know, if the window's up, like, people just – you know, you can't hear their windows mostly. Yeah. So – uh. So the guy starts giving me confusing directions where he's like, go park next to the uh, the cone. And I'm like, over there on the ground? And uh, he's like, back in. You know, and I'm like, okay, so now I can't go up the ramp, you know, or whatever. So I pull over, and the woman starts yelling now. She's like, go up, go upstairs. You know, go up the ramp. And at first I couldn't tell if she was talking to me. And I was like, are you talking to me? And she kept yelling, go up the ramp. And I was like, he told me to do this. So then he starts screaming, I told you to go up. I'm like, in no way, shape, or form did you say go up. Like, that's not, that's not, you know, bear in mind, none of this is necessary. Right. Like, it's all just dipshits with who are really lazy and incompetent. Like, and that's their power in life. They're the, yeah, they're this, the this, lords. Huh? This has got to make them feel good today, so they got to start it off with, it, with an ass right. attitude. Right. They're the lords and masters of the garbage dump. <laughs> so... You know, and I'm I'm very close to to yelling out obscenities. I'm right. fucking pissed. Like I'm right. like there there's no like it's nine a.m. There's no reason for this. This could have been handled very simply. You know, right. and uh, people are assholes, dude. You knew that, right? You know, so I'm thinking about reporting it, but I'm just like it's it's nine a.m. I don't need this. Like you know, and, yeah, uh, next time you're taking power, I just dump the shit in the middle of the driveway and pull off. Fuck, fuck yeah. Um, I'm thinking about it, you know, but, um, I might not go there again. I don't, I don't know, but I am going to report it, you know, because like these people are just city workers. They're not, right. they, they're they not really actually... in charge of anything and they're doing a bad job. Like, like the reason that all this, like the second half of it happened 
Well, the reason the first half of it happened was because the woman didn't want to come out in the cold, and it's the same reason the second half of it happened. They were being lazy. They they didn't want to do their job. Right. And even that's the, the best part. When they're doing their job, when the guy's up at the top of the ramp, he's sitting underneath a tent listening to the radio. He's not actually doing anything. He's just he's yelling at people in a different way. Right, right, right. Now, granted, this, none of this is as bad as someone trying to let out your tires or pull no. the box that are on you, no. but... But it's but still no, shit. It's, uh, yeah, but I understand it. I mean, we, and funny enough, we our 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 dump here is kind of the same way. We get there, and um, you know, we've got like six dumpsters to choose from. You know, you got your metal, you got your plastic, you got your wood, you got your others. You know what I mean? Right. That's why they're supposed to direct you so that you know where to put it. Correct. Now, if he sees something in your truck that he wants, he you got special directions. Oh, these guys would never get get up to. To go look and see what you're dumping. Oh, this, these these that's people, the best they, part. They I go actually through the could stuff. just dump metal in the wood in the wood section, and they wouldn't notice because they're too lazy. <laughs> you know, that's but um, I don't know. And, and look, and I'm not insulting people who work in sanitation. My my grandfather was a garbage man, but it's not about your station in life. And guess what, folks? It ain't about the fucking color of your skin. It's about your how attitude. Much money you have. That's exactly it. It's about your behavior. If you act like an animal, you will be treated like an animal. If you want to act like a human being, then we can all get along. It don't. I felt, you know? I felt bad for about what I did for about three seconds. I was just mad about it. Oh, I hope he learned a lesson. Well, I, yeah, he, he wasn't moving, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he learned something. Um, yeah, don't fuck with Rome, yeah. Uh, someone in uh, our local metal scene. Okay. Um, is getting national uh, attention uh, within the last few days. Nice, uh, Mr. Kurt Kurt Winstein from um, Crowbar, the singer from Crowbar. Yeah, well, wasn't uh, he wasn't he technically like uh, you know in the national scene to begin with? No, no, no. But this is this is a completely different reason. Oh, um, coming from his. Personal Facebook account, actually. Uh, it's been in all the metal, like, magazines, and actually, it's, I'm surprised it's not on, um, some of the other, uh, news things yet. But, um, he attacked Obama on his Facebook, and it basically went viral. Uh, the, Obama did something about, uh, I didn't see it or, or anything. Gun control? The gun control speech he did? Yeah, where, where he started crying. I, yeah. Well, um, Kurt basically posted, he said, this is his quote now, Obama's fake tears are the worst fucking attempt I have ever seen at caring. He has destroyed this country and will continue to do so until the day he leaves office. I'm not a gun owner, nor am I a Republican. I'm just a, just a drug-free, tax-paying citizen. Now that's, that's what the man said, and it went crazy. It's all over the fucking place. Every metal magazine has the quotes. Um... They're posting it with the um, with the actual uh, the video of Obama crying and everything. So it's kind of interesting. What do you what do you guys think about that? I I've often said I don't think Obama really gives a fuck about anything, but like him, like, well, I, I, think, I think this is all you go and and I I do think it's very shameless. Uh, you know, like I I think I said this on the show previously. Like when people called out Donald Trump for talking about gun control after the Paris attacks. Right. I said, right on. You should call him out. It was tasteless. Like yeah. this is not the time to bring that up. Whether whether you're right, whether you agree with what he's saying or not, it's not the time. But I always say, 
but will you call out Obama for using like uh like tragedies to do it? No, they won't. Like, no, cause, because what it comes down to is when it, whether whether no matter what your issue is, race, gender, whatever, it's all really an excuse for you to behave poorly. Like, and that's like you you're not you don't have a problem with people being whatever it is, racist or sexist or assholes. You just have a problem with people disagreeing with you. Right. Exactly. And well, the, Obama's you know, a piece of shit, frankly. The, um, the thing with, I think if it was uh, the last person to, last president, there's two, there's two presidents other than uh, him right now that shed a tear during a speech. One of them was uh, Bush after 9-11. Did he? Right. Yeah, yeah he, did. he did. And the other one was FDR. Uh, those two uh, moments in political history uh, uh, the speeches they were giving were are considered some of the most passionate spe- uh, speeches to get a point across that actually that that they they considered the tear the push for uh, new reform and new change this, that that's what well, they contribute that to. Uh, so they're assuming that uh, the uh, the Obama tier thing was a. This was a plan to push yeah. through with the new uh, gun control thing. Yeah, hey, right. hey I, I, I'm a gun owner. Um, my family, you know, we're, you know, always been gun owners. Um, and I believe in the, uh, the uh, you know, you have the right to uh, keep and bear arms. That's, that's, that's unquestionable in my opinion. Um, but in the same sense, uh, I do, um, uh, I, f- I do not think that, um, I don't know how to put it. Uh, you can have as much gun reform as you want, uh, but the bad guys are always going to get guns. Of course. Uh, you, you know what? And here's another thing. There's signs out right now, and, and uh, you know, there's places where even here, and there's in other states, some some businesses are putting out, uh, uh, do not come into our business if you are uh, a licensed uh, uh, or, or carrying a weapon, even if you're licensed. And the uh, I saw a great meme today uh, that said, uh, you know, uh, of all the people that you should want in your business, it's a licensed gun carrier. I've passed a criminal background check. Uh, I've done all this. You know, I, I've yeah, come out with a clean. Say. Yeah, I, I've come out with a clean slate. Can you say that for anybody else who you're doing business with? I also think um, there's there's just whenever you hear people like Obama, uh, you know, uh, I hate to use Democrats because obviously Republicans are whatever too, but Whatever you hear a Democrat talking about gun control, like they always ignore, like conveniently ignore facts that change the argument. Things like, like most of these sh- shootings you hear about, they're always in gun-free zones. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's like, uh, like the thing in, uh, what was it, Connecticut, San- Sandy Hook, San Hook? Yeah. Sandy Hook. Um, the cops weren't allowed to have guns there. If that's not stupid to you, I don't know what is. Like, I mean, that 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 right there should tell you. I mean, you're you're creating, you're painting yourself as a victim for someone who can come in and do whatever they want at that point, because they right. know you you're not going to have the defenses right away to take care of them. And then you have these idiots when somebody says like, well, you know, I mean, if somebody was allowed to have a gun in a movie theater, you know, like like legally carry their licensed firearm. Then not as many people would have died in Colorado, and somebody's like, "That's a stupid thing to say." No, it's not. No, it's true. 
if if one person in that theater who was well trained and I stress like I I I'm less about because the the little, dirty little secret is we do have gun control in this country. Okay. We we do have gun control laws. People pretend right. like we don't. We do in places like California and New York and Washington D.C. and Chicago especially have the harshest. You don't know how hard it is to get a gun in New York City. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and and you can only sell specific type of guns. If if you if you uh, sell a gun, say in New York City, uh, one of the regulations is the gun cannot operate if there is no clip in it. So you cannot pull a trigger on a gun unless the clip is inside the gun. With a lot of guns, you can pull a trigger even if it's it's shooting dry. This you can't. So that's just one of their stipulations, and they've they've. It's supposed to be a safety thing, so whatever. Well, I'd also like to – it's funny. I was going to leave this story out, but since y'all brought this subject up, um, yeah. I'd like to tell a brief story from New Year's Eve. Okay. Uh, I spent New Year's Eve in Walt Disney World in Epcot. I had a great time. Uh, I briefly thought about – and I'm, uh, Universal actually charges you an extra ticket to go to their New Year's Eve. Wow. And I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, – but I was briefly thinking about asking them if they wanted to go there instead since I have an annual pass because I didn't know I'd have to spend an extra 100 anyway. I figured, well, you know, maybe we could just save the money. But um, I'm glad I didn't go to Universal. New Year's Eve, uh, one of the caricature artists was stabbed nearly to death. He's in critical condition right now. What? Yeah. Uh, I've heard different things. The, the, last, the story that I heard or saw online – was that it was a disgruntled former employee, like the guy who got fired the day before, who just walked up to him in Toon Lagoon and just started stabbing him in the back multiple times. Jesus Christ. Uh, now, to back this up, like back up the story, not back up the, the whatever, um, a few, like I think two months ago, there was a story where Walt Disney World had an incident with a guy who tried to sneak a gun into the Magic Kingdom. And supposedly, like the guy was walking through, and like, somebody saw the gun or asked him about it, and he was like, yep, and then he made a break for it, and like there was a whole thing. Jesus. Since then, they've been more stringent in putting up metal detectors. Universal Studios at their main hub, when you get out of the parking garage and you're going to CityWalk, now has metal detectors, which they're not actually, they're actually treating it like the TSA, like not everybody has to go through it, which I don't really get, but, but either way, they have metal detectors. But guess what? Even though they put up those metal detectors recently, and now they're causing all kinds of traffic, somebody still got through and stabbed a man nearly to death. He didn't need a gun to do it. You know, I don't even know if he used a knife. There's um, other ways. And there's, by the way, you can get a hold of a knife in, inside Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. Right, and, and they actually make polymer knives that don't show up on metal detectors. Well, there you go, too. You know, there's, it's, the problem is that you have people who don't understand the concept of safety. Safety is an illusion. You know, Wayne, you just had a, a baby, and everything in you will want to protect that child for the rest oh, of yeah. his life. 100%. But the unfortunate reality is that no matter who we are, no matter how much we love the people around us, we can't prevent bad things from happening, happening to them. Eventually, we will all die, you know? And, yeah. like, you have these people who have this idea in their head, well, like, okay, if people like me were in charge... 
we we wouldn't be uh you know there there wouldn't be a, a deficit in the economy you know like everybody would have money everybody there wouldn't be these rich fat cats lording it over you everybody would you know they, like if people like me were in charge we'd have the perfect system there is no perfect system no, no. safety is an illusion like all you can do is try to protect your yourself and your people and your life to the best of your ability and guess what the people you're trying to take guns away from those people are trying to do the same thing you are for their family. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know? on, on all fairness, I just want you to know, Adam, uh, you know, I don't think Wayne and anybody's going to have to worry about it on his side because, you know, Wayne is immortal. He's been here forever. So <laughs> I think that gene will be passed on to his child. So, he, he's, you know, it'll be good. Okay. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, I am immortal. I have inside me blood of kings. Yeah. So, exactly. No, I'm just like people. I have this idea that like if they were in charge, everything would be perfect. And guess what? I'm not even a gun guy. Like I don't. I'm pro Second Amendment, but I don't like guns. You know. I I, I wish we did live in a world where guns didn't exist. It ain't gonna happen. You know, yeah. and especially like now we, we live in a society where people have 3D printers and we're probably not that far away from uh, being able to buy 3D printers that print metal. I can I can buy a 3D printer at Sam's Club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're there. I mean, they've not huge. Don't buy any. They're, but they're not in like the, the extreme, you know. Right. But I mean, I can create a polymer knife. Yeah. From uh, from a three D printer. No, but I'm saying can, like they like peop, some people that have the, have the three D printers that are capable of making guns. Sure. Oh yeah. So it's, uh, I mean it's it's sad, you know. I'm I'm always uh, I I hate hearing about stories where, and and I've always said like I I don't I'm I'm always sorry sorry to hear that anyone gets hurt, but you know when I hear about a thing like Sandy Hook, you know or, you know or some little girl. In the ninth ward, who got shot in a drive-by, you know, That's like, yeah, it's 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 horrible. It's it's a horrible thing, but I don't see how giving politicians more power to control your life changes that. We, it, it, you know, what the problem is is uh, is that that's exactly what we've done. We've we as as a culture, as a total world culture have washed our hands of responsibility and handed the, all the power to a few idiots uh, that we think uh, we elected uh, and put into those positions because we feel they are the best choice when in actuality uh, we're, we're, we're handed a bad selection of people and we're just trying to pick the best out of the worst situation is all we're doing. We, we, no matter what we do, we pick an idiot because, mm -hmm. that, that's, because no matter what they say in the beginning, Time after time after time again, no matter what is said in the beginning when they run, by the time they're in the middle of the term, nothing they said in the beginning even closely resembles where we're at right now right. or at that moment. It never has happened. It has never happened in the history of, of the presidential race. It has never happened. So why we give a shit about the campaigning at the beginning of everything and all the promises because – Everybody, you talk to anybody on the street, anybody will know. You talk to someone young, you talk to somebody in a freaking old age home, they're all going to tell you they're full of shit because there's nothing but what well, you want to hear. Game, and that's, that's how you have to get elected is you have to, I don't know. It, it shouldn't be the way you get elected. The way you should get elected is what do you feel you can do? Are you actually going well, to attempt is, to do this? The, and here's not, the thing. What are you talking about? Yeah. Trump is a horrible candidate. 
But it, I keep seeing people post about him online, like, he's racist. I don't understand why. Like, there's so many stupid people that would vote for Trump. They're not stupid. They're looking for somebody who just runs his mouth. Right. Like somebody who doesn't speak in political terms. And Trump doesn't. And that's that's kind of how you know he's not a serious candidate. But I do think it's funny. They they, they all say that. And, and the, the funniest part to me is the parts where they call him racist about things that he's right about. Like, when he said Mexico sends drug dealers and stuff. And they were like, that's racist. No, it's not. The The illegal immigrants are large. Well, number one, they're criminals just based on the fact that they're illegal immigrants. But they are largely criminals. Not all of them. I don't even right. know to say half of them. But, yes, largely they are criminals or people with no actual skills. The I mean, people just from like Mexico said, that immigrate that have skills, they immigrate legally because they can that's why we have immigration is to find out like I want I'd love to uh, it's not never going to happen but I'd love to move to Australia I can't I don't have a skill that allows me to apply or that that would allow that would make them want to take me as a citizen well, you, just, you have to you show them your awesome card and you let them know you're part of the MHOG and bam. that's true I wasn't part of MHOG the last time I thought about so this see now you're automatic dude you're automatic right. they need they need all of us so yeah, we are but, we're citizens of the world, so that's all that matters. That's it. But I, but these people that are like posting about they hate Trump, and then some of the same people like talking about Bernie Sanders. I saw somebody tweeted something to the effect of some chick. Uh, you know how when you're in grade school, the captain of the football team promises like infinite recess and and pizza parties every day, that's Donald Trump. And I, I took her quote and retweeted it and wrote, I think you're thinking of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, and I know people that, 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 like, want Bernie Sanders to be president. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like at this point, if you, if you can't look at every viable candidate and say none of these people should be president, you have a serious issue. Like Hillary should be in prison if, many if, times over. If the name wasn't already taken, the name of this campaign, this whole presidential race, should be called American Horror Story. <laughs> wow. Because it absolutely is. Because you're looking it, – it's a fucking freak show. This entire every, – every last freaking one of them, it's a freak show, one way or another. And yeah. I'm, just, I'm just like, how do, you, how do you choose? Do you pick the bearded lady? Do you, you do you pick the the Wolfman? Do you do you pick the Siamese twin? Which freak do you want? Because I mean, you got plenty to pick from. But is there going to be any of them that actually can do the job? That isn't going to throw us in a fucking worse economic downturn and World War Three? I, I want to believe that Ted Cruz could do it, but uh, number one, I don't know for a fact that he would be a good president. I just like some of the things he says. Number two, I don't actually think he has a shot of winning. But I don't know. I think we we need to do is elect a president that played a president on TV or in a movie. Because that makes more sense. Ronald Reagan again? Yeah, I, I think that would be better. Even Ronald Reagan never played a president, but he did go to Washington in one of his movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Well, let's let's get saying, off of this. I don't I don't want to end this this episode with us talking about this. Um, uh, I hear you. Anyway. I do want to bring up something that that uh, I didn't I didn't actually I haven't actually gotten around to doing, but I've just been thinking about 2016 and mm-hmm. you know the changes that we're making and the changes that we have to make, not just for the show, but personally. Obviously, Wayne just went through a hugely transformative change that's gonna. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so. And you're really just just you just put your foot in the door. You haven't even begun to really. <laughs> I know it's. Huh. It's not tough. 
yet. No, it, it is. It's, it's, it, babies are it, easy. You just give them an M&M every once in a while and you're done. No, it's just, it, it's just to get. You just get them drunk and. <laughs> just let them sleep it off. Honestly, the tough, the toughest part of all this is, is getting into that routine. You know what I mean? Like, this is a new thing that I have to add into the routine of everything we have to do. Right. That's pretty much the, the, the hardest thing I could say about it. Well, I was thinking, uh, a few days ago, and actually I was listening to, um, I'm a big fan of Joey Diaz, uh, the comedian who also does a, a podcast called Church of What's Happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was talking about, uh, how he, like, this, this dude, uh, he's considered one of the best storytellers in comedy. Um, and this dude came, like, his family, I think he was born in Cuba, or maybe he was born just after his mom, you know, like, defected to America. Uh, you know, he, she died when he was like 15, like he was, he was a criminal, like he, he never murdered anybody, but he, he, you know, he sold, he sold drugs most of his life, you know, he's in like, not just weed, you know. Right. Uh, he's, he's robbed people, he went to jail for kidnapping a guy. This sounds um, like an uplifting end of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he turned his life around, uh, and, and sort of, uh, and some people find Jesus, he found comedy, and, and that changed his life, and he, you know, he, whatever. But he was just talking about, like, how he got from point A to point B, and, uh, one of the things he was talking about was, like, he writes down his goals, you know, and I was just thinking about this year, you know, and, like, not just long-term goals, cause, um, I don't know that I have any right now. I really don't know what my goal is at the moment. And I was thinking about, like, like, what are my goals? Not, not just in the long term, which I need to come up with, certainly, but also in the short term. Like, what am I going to do with the next, say, six months, much less the next year? Right. Like, do I want to be the same guy that I was in December? Like, the, like, do I want to be the same guy in December that I am right now here in January? You know? I got you. So, I don't where, know. Where I was just, this? Huh? So you I'm, asking us a question then? Are you yes, asking? I guess I was just like putting this in front of y'all, and I don't know, like, like, have well, you, y'all think about these things? Or, like, oh, do, like, what are we doing with this podcast? Really? Constantly, man. I, I've, I've, you know, I've changed my persona more so than Madonna. You know, just saying. Well, you don't have the English accent though. I can. And again, I, I, I'm glad we we ended on a happy note. Um, no, I, I was gonna say I, I'm hoping. I mean, was that sad? I don't, I don't think no, no, I'm, 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 you know, it, I think Wayne's got new goals, uh, and I, I know you're figuring out your goals and everything. And I mean, what? Where? Real qu- quickly, do you have an, an inkling what direction you want to go in the next six months? I'm, Personally, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've I've been talking to Trey and Kyle about getting them touring because. Um, I'm very good at seeing where other people should go. I'm very good at knowing how to fix other people's problems. Um, but not so much with myself, but, you know, I tried to get book them up in Orlando, like thinking, oh, maybe we could do like a big Mardi Gras show and like bring a bunch of people and all that. And that's, that's not going to happen at least for February. And I was like, well, you know, if, if we're working to like help them start booking things in other states, like what do I need to do to get there? And, and I'm working with, with Laddie. I'll be, uh, oh, oh, well, no, this is coming out Sunday, right? Yeah. I don't know. You're editing it. <laughs> oh, okay. 
you, you, right. you, you're the one recording it, so I, I don't. All have... right, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter, but but I'll be at Wizard World New Orleans helping Laddie sell books, and I'm trying to get him in in like sales mode and understanding how like like how to get your your art out to people, you know, so that you can start making money. And uh, I was like, well, what do I need to do to help him, you know, and all that. And then I think, well, you know, I think about the podcast and I think about like, well, the only thing I'm really good at is this. Well, you, you know, know deep, deep down inside, maybe you should think about what you need to do instead of what everybody else does. Oh, but, well, I'm hoping to make some money out of this. Like, but, but no, I just think about the fact that like, this is all I'm, I'm, this is really the only thing I'm good at. No, you're good at other things. You just need to find your niche, man. Just well, gotta find a niche, man. I mean, personally, I'm. But I'm, I'm not. I, look, I know that it's damn near impossible to make money doing what we do, and uh, and folks, you're getting a very honest, like, little. You, got, you bit know what? Here, but but I, I think, think we're good enough to where we should be making money. We just have to figure out, like, I, I don't know, like, if I don't know if we if, if anyone out there knows of an agent that works with podcasts, please let us know. Like, yeah, need, please. Um, I think maybe personally for, uh, I see for you, I mean, if this is what you feel, uh, that you're, the, the, where you're, where you fit, maybe taking an aspect of what we do and, and focusing on that as a new career goal. Maybe in, uh, like a studio or, uh, you know, getting, uh, maybe some, uh, training or classes in, uh, uh, studio and videography or audio. I mean, they're, they're working at TV stations, uh, radio stations. What else not? I mean, that's it's a great career track to go for. Really is. I don't know if I'd be as good on TV because I'd have to. Well, I mean, I'm, even behind the scenes type of stuff, dude. I mean, when it comes to editing and 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 stage work and stuff like that, is I know a uh, quite a few guys that do that and they make great careers out of it. Yeah. Right. yeah. But me personally, I, I'm going to be focusing on uh, with Amy. We we're talking uh, new business. Uh, New businesses, uh, we're talking, uh, travel. As a matter of fact, I got that, we're going on a trip here in, uh, January towards the end of the month. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but just focusing on, um, securing a better financial future is what we're working on. And, uh, you know, it's one step at a time. Uh, I, the trick is that I've learned is you don't look too far ahead because you can never predict what's going to happen. So you just worry about the, uh, the now that you're in and try to make this now the best now that you've got. So, there you go. Sounds good. All right, that'll be twenty-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made twenty-five cents, Lucy. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 you know Rum's Rum's uh, life education classes. You can. <laughs> I think all the people out there needed a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, everybody, do what you're going to do this year. Make 2016 your best year. Make it your best year. Make it a positive year. And uh, the best way to make it a positive year is to uh, share the MHOG podcast. <laughs> I knew he was going there. I mean, too. I knew it was going to be something to do with it. I was. Uh, I didn't even know it was going to be. But you should. Or you know, if you enjoy, if you enjoy what we do, you know, sharing. And guess what? It doesn't even have to be sharing it on Facebook. Just tell your Just friend about it. Say, and like, yeah, tell your friends. Say, uh, you let know, them uh, let them listen to a few minutes. That's the yeah. honestly. That's the easiest way. Like. Like I'm sure plenty of people are like, oh yeah, that's nice. You listen to that show, you like it. Hog, I don't know what that is. Whatever. Let them listen to a couple minutes. That's yeah. it. That's all we ask. They could learn something. Like Schneider's a piece of shit that steals cookies from children. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I bet you didn't know that. And he's burning in heaven. That's crazy. Why wouldn't heaven have cookies though? And now, and now they have a 
a switch you can insert into your body where you can turn off your semen. I wish she would never have posted that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everybody go out and enjoy your weekend. Um, I don't know when we're posting this, but if you're going to Wizard World, go to Wizard World and have fun. Hope you had fun dancing, whatever you're doing. And uh, anyway, uh, I was your host, Wayne. I'm Adam. And I'm Rum. And remember to keep it metal! Metal. Yeah. Stop this now.